it's Chris Wendelkin, and this is On the Line, the NBA Finals Playoff Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. If you're new to the show, you can tweet at me at onthelinepod underscore pod. Find us on Instagram. Send me any questions to onthelinepod at gmail.com. Check out previous episodes on our website, onthelinepodcast.com. Uh, hop into a deep dive, a draft. It's all up there. Last, if you could rate, review, subscribe to the show in Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts. I greatly appreciate it. All right, guys, coming up, we are talking to Ben Craw about the Eastern Conference Finals wrapping up. Toronto, Toronto, the Raptors are advancing to the NBA Finals. They took care of the Milwaukee Bucks in a very exciting Game 6 Obviously, Giannis and the Bucks were ahead all game, and then it just fell apart in the fourth. We are going to break all of that down with Ben, talk about some big picture things for the Bucks and the Raptors moving forward. Here it is, my conversation with the one, the only, Ben Craw. All right, on the line, my co-host for the 2019 NBA playoff run. He is a Golden State Warriors fan, Dub <laughs> Nation's very own Ben Craw. Am I? Ben, who who you, am I? I don't know what I am. Your love for the Golden State I... Warriors <laughs> at length the last week and a half, two weeks. So you are you are Dub Nation's very own Ben Ben Craw. Go go Dubs. Go Dubs. Um, yeah. Incredible. What what can I? What can I say? I love uh, I love a good a good encore product. You know, hey Ben. So we just had a wild game six. The Bucks and the Raptors uh, have concluded their series. Toronto is moving to the NBA Finals for the first time in the history of the franchise. Although the Raptors were just two games behind the Milwaukee Bucks in the regular season, they're off the bench to celebrate. a franchise that entered the NBA back with the Vancouver Grizzlies back in 1994-95. Basketball has become so popular here in Canada thanks to people like Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady, Chris Bosh. Incredible stuff. Really, really tremendous. Like fucking Toronto. Yes. Like that silly expansion team. With the cartoon jersey, yep. uh, fucking inspired by a blockbuster Steven Spielberg movie, <laughs> is going to the finals. Is yeah, is 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 in the NBA finals. And yeah, it's it's really like we can't overlook that. Like yeah. that's insane. And they're going to be playing like one of the greatest teams in the history of the NBA. You know, like correct, like this Warriors team will will look back in in some time and figure out their place like in 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 the scheme of things but yeah man um i uh i was saying to you offline um i think the hope this week is we're gonna put out two podcasts one podcast today just kind of focusing uh specifically on the raptors bucks series and then we'll put out another podcast the nba finals begins on thursday so maybe thursday you know wednesday night thursday morning i'll put out a podcast where we can discuss uh like a, uh, a finals preview between the Raptors and and the Warriors. Love this plan. Excited to be a part of it. So Ben, let's like let's look back uh, a little bit about this series. The last time we talked, it was I believe Game Three. 
Um, I just looked back on our last episode. Yeah, and I was going to say. So by then, Golden State had wrapped up, right? right. Golden and State wrapped up, and this was the infamous game when Drake started sort of getting very it, it uh, was like dovey with the Raptors. It was just the inklings. Up. It was yep. the beginning. Yep. We had no idea uh, what more was coming. But it was just the 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 foreshadowing, the hints of uh, of a p- potential showdown looming. That's right. And boy, did it ever come to a head. Yep. <laughs> so, man, I mean, let's. Uh, how did we get where we are? I mean, I, I feel like you know we we can talk. There, at we have length. a we have a we have a lot to unpack. Yeah, here. we could talk at length about Game Six, but I think almost before we talk about Game Six, we need to sort of address the last. So the last time we talked was after Game Three. And I was, you know, just listening. Which at to... that point, like, it really wasn't. It still wasn't. It didn't feel no. like a series. No, at all. I mean, I, I was just listening back to our conversation from last week, and I was saying to you, so you know, Ben, like, uh, are we thinking that t- Milwaukee is going to wrap this up in like six games? Is there a yeah. chance that Toronto could push it to seven? That's and... right. Because game th- game three, if I'm not mistaken, was that double overtime That's game, right. correct? Yep. Where yep. it just seemed like Toronto just, you know, just gave everything that they had left in the tank. Yep. Giannis um, fell down. And, you know, completely emotionally draining. Yep. And we were kind of like, that might have been the best punch they had to throw. Yeah. You know, the Bucks could wrap this up, like you know, going going back home. Yeah. Or no, sorry. Yeah. Uh, to 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 in game wrap four. It up in game five. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. Well, game four okay. was still in Toronto, but they yes, could, if they yeah. you know at that point we were presuming they would win game four and then be able to wrap it up at game five. We were totally just. Yeah, it's crazy. What a fucking difference a week makes. <laughs> so what happened? What like so so basically uh, now now uh, famous Serge Ibaka. I guess Serge Ibaka spoke to the team and said he made like this like now legendary promise that they were going to win four games in a row, um, and uh, and that's exactly what that's exactly what they did. And Do we think that Serge Ibaka maybe fed the team some some special uh, <laughs> cuisine roast pe- roast penis um, <laughs> that, yeah. that had a little maybe a little something extra in there? Um, where are you? This is bad. Oh! I don't want it. I don't want it. What the hell is this? <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> that is not no chicken, man. I've seen him serve cow's tongue to Kyle Lowry. I've yeah. seen him serve, what was it? Uh, oh, it was a bull. It was a bull's penis. Okay. There That's you go. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. So it was a bull's penis and they put it on top of a, of a, of a pizza. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, maybe Serge fed the team some of his, his famous cuisine. Yeah. Do you want to know the real answer? Yes. So two things happened. Uh, one is that Nick Nurse decided, Kawhi Leonard, you are possibly the best two-way basketball player alive um yep. you should guard the other team's best basketball player uh and Kawhi became the primary defender on Giannis and that completely changed uh, the whole trajectory of of the series and then the second thing that happened which honestly I'm not even sure which one is more important which is cra- like insane to say but Freddie fucking Van Vliet yeah well, I'm not doing it. No, Fucking, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the dude shot, I believe, 15 of 18 from three over the past, uh, the final three games of the series. It was some, something insane like that. So from three point range, Fred Van Vliet shot fourteen of seventeen over the over, over the, the course of the of the final three games of the series. Uh, coincidentally enough, all three of those were Toronto victories. 
Um, cause it turns out <laughs> when you shoot 14 of 17, sure. uh, yeah, that'll, that'll help your team out yep. in a pretty big way. And, um, obviously I love Fred. Um, and not only is that a completely like mind boggling, obviously it's a small sample size, but it's like not that small. Like that's a lot of fucking shots. Um, to just completely like to, to like have a, have like a, like a heat check level, like in the zone last three full games um, is just like, I don't know. That's incre- incredible. And on top of that, right before that, he was completely absent from almost the entire playoffs. Like he hadn't really played well since that's right. Like the Orlando series. Um, he was kind of, he kind of disappeared against Boston and in the first uh, three games of this series, he he was like two of eleven combined or something like that from three. Um, so he had completely disappeared, and it was like baffling because Fred VanVleet, obviously we love him as a as a player, but he was also like always a very like capable and reliable. Like he was like one of the leaders of the bench mob, um, you know, in playoffs past. Uh, he was like this dude who was just always kind of like held it down, just like kept things steady, consistent, was just like, you know, like a, a like a, an equilibrium. And um, and then this this year, for some reason, uh, he just completely disappeared um, until, uh, if you want to believe this, uh, the birth of his child. You know, you heard about that, right? How he became uh, like a new father. And I got to say, as corny as it is, like as a, as a father myself, like I like the whole Toronto team between between Fred Van Vliet, uh, like having a baby and then becoming like peak Steph Curry. Right. Um, and, and Kyle Lowry, like hugging his kids at the end of game six. Did you see that, uh, yeah, that clip? That. Yeah. Like I'm getting serious dad vibes from this whole Toronto team. Um, and listen, I, I can't lie. Like that's, that's affecting me on some level for sure. You know, I feel, yeah, it's like a heartwarming thing. Um, yeah. I also feel like when we talk about, you know, when, when I mean, when we talk about the comeback here with with Toronto coming back to beat the Bucks, we also need to probably acknowledge what happened with the Bucks. Um, yeah, what was going on with the Bucks? Yeah, and you know I love Giannis. He's he's maybe my favorite player in the modern NBA. Like I really, I, if he's not my favorite, he's right up there. Like I, I just yeah. I, I love. I mean, the way, I can't say that surprises me at all. I love the way he plays. I love his size. I love his aggressiveness. I love his intensity. I love that he's like a no nonsense guy. I love that he's Greek. I love his hair. Um, yeah. You know, he's, it's, I, I see him as kind of like all of our, uh, like our favorite type of player yeah. that's like that's like a project uh-huh. he is like you know obviously like people like Jonathan Isaac spring to mind yes. uh you know Bam Adebayo um you know like the long crazy athletic um you know but unpolished kind of kind of rough around the edges like yeah. you know full of, full of potential and upside that hasn't been realized yet yeah. like Gianna, Giannis is like the actualized version of that of that yes. like uh idealized like archetype for us yes like so it actually makes perfect fucking sense yeah, that you say like, that he's there's your nothing, favorite player there's nothing I love more than the idea of like there's a player in Greece that we have like grainy video footage of and yeah he might in five years be like incredible. That to me is that I, I, I will go like apeshit for that. That's super. Yeah, yeah. So I love Giannis, um, but there's no way around what I feel like happened the last few games. And for me, it was glaring. Like he, he needs to learn how to hit foul shots. And I got the combo. Here he is once again from the crowd. He is four of six at the line of the season. 
Drake enjoying himself. Yes. Oh, I'm loving it. Giannis has Drake on his playlist. <laughs> if he does, he's taking it off after tonight's game. Well, you, you called it over and over again in the notes. You were like, one of these games, like his free throw shooting is going to cost Milwaukee yeah. a game. Yeah. And I feel like it actually very well may have, like, multiple games. Yeah, I think it was multiple games. Um, yeah. I think, like, you know, he just left the door open so many times for Toronto to hang around. And uh, it's just something that he needs to work on and develop and get better at. And I have full confidence that he will. Like he is, if nothing else, like a lunatic and uh, like a total psychopath worker. And, True. And, um, you know. Yeah, he was, he was five, five of ten in game six. He yep. was four of nine in game five. And he was, uh, let's see here, six of ten in game four. Um, yeah, yeah, that's I think that's a, a big... I, yeah, I think that's the, damaging. The bigger story is just like they were they were just in these crucial crucial moments. You know what I yeah. mean? It just felt like yeah. he was clanging. You know, he it, it just seemed like he was fifty percent from the line every time during the fourth quarter. Yeah, and it like, was just one of two, one of two, one of two. When the opposition knows that, like, hey, if we just foul him, the best he's going to do is put up one point. Then it's it's a victory. You know, mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just he has to get better, and you know, it, I I also feel like looking back on on what what happened with the Bucks, they're you know they were just so reliant on guys like Eric Bledsoe, you know they were yeah. they were really reliant on guys like Eric Bledsoe and George Hill, and frankly, like Bledsoe wasn't good enough, you know, like he he wasn't good enough, and he had a bounce back game uh, in Game Six. He he certainly played a little bit better. Um, yeah, he picked it up a little bit in Game Five too. He like started hot and like kind of like yeah. you know carried the team a little bit in the first half yeah yeah but i mean just not not good enough i mean he had eight points he had eight points in a game six in in an elimination game and uh just just not good enough obviously he's a great defender and that's kind of why he's out there but shooting three from three for three for nine from the field in a game six isn't going to cut it and um they just needed better from him so yeah it's weird to say that um i mean you know when you think of like milwaukee and how uh, Giannis is is uh, clearly like the the engine and the focal point of that team, um, but in a way he's really just a setup man. And the thing that really drives that team and that drove them all year was the three point shot. Yeah. Um, and his ability to to you know suck defenders into the paint and then kick it out. Um, and he was awesome at that. And they were a really good three point shooting team over the course of the year. But as we see over and over again, you know, throughout these playoffs, like when your team is that reliant and that dependent, same yeah. thing happened to the Denver Nuggets, yeah. um, where you know, at a certain point in pl- in playoff basketball, when you reach a certain yeah. um, you know round, like guys just get tight and like shots just stop falling. And it's crazy when you don't really have a a, a plan B. Um, but it's just kind of like they they didn't really like their their only other real offensive weapon was Giannis driving and and trying to to score in the paint. But Toronto knew, obviously knew that and um, and just packed the paint and just uh, dared the team to to kill them with three point to beat them with threes, and it just didn't happen. You yeah, know? I mean, something I felt like watching that game six was like, man, it, it really felt like Milwaukee was maybe just a little too in love with the three ball. And I know that's yeah. like maybe not the most popular opinion to have, uh, you know, in today's NBA. Like everyone's in love with the three. 
but it felt at times like the team's fortunes hinged so much, like I said, on guys like Eric Bledsoe and George Hill and Pat Connaughton. Like, right, look, Ursan. You know, yeah, and like Ursan, Ursan had, a, had a great game, but you can't fucking rely on him. Yeah, you know? like it's the Eastern Conference Finals. We're in game six, and are we really going down with like Ursan? Is that is that really yeah. the best option? And I, I there, there was a moment, especially in the first half, where I really was just, I, I wanted to see Giannis attack the rim more, just get a aggressive and I, yeah. I, I don't I don't you know necessarily think it's his fault I don't know if it was coach Budenholzer's fault or what and also credit Toronto's defense I mean they were double and triple teaming him at times oh my god they made I mean that's why they want like I mean, their defense was like like just bananas like I don't know if yeah. I've seen a team uh like play that level of d since I mean I don't know I don't want to be like the obvious and just uh say the, the 90s next but maybe like the 2004 Pistons or something like that yeah um where it's just like suffocating, swarming, like, you know, they can triple team Giannis in the paint and then somehow there's no three pointers open because they're so fast at rotating right. and flying out to the corners and stuff. And it's just like, wait, how is there not an open shot? Giannis has four guys on him, like, and he's a great passer. Like, how is this not working? But Toronto just had, you know, the personnel and the energy and the, and the coaching um, to to just like absolutely lock him down. And you knew, and you knew that as these games wore on, like if they could hang around and keep things like pretty close, you knew that in that fourth quarter, it was just going to be impossible because that's when, um, you know, a great defensive team, like the fourth quarter is always going to be their best quarter because they, it, it relies so much on, on just, um, you know, energy and, and desire, you know, blah, blah, blah. And like, uh, and, and, and effort. And so they, you knew like the longer this game goes on, the harder it's going to be for Milwaukee to score. Um, and you just knew that 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 like fourth quarter avalanche was coming. Like I was saying about the about Giannis and the free throws. That's the other thing is like, you know, the, m- Toronto was happy to foul him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They were like, "Hey, man, great! Drive into the paint. We're gonna hack you. We're gonna play ha- hacky Giannis." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you can kick it out to Eric Bledsoe or or Pat Connaughton to shoot a three, or Malcolm Brogdon to shoot a three, but they're not they're not playing so well. Or you can yeah. attack the rim, and we're just gonna foul you and put you on the line, and maybe you'll hit one of two. Maybe you'll maybe you'll miss maybe you'll miss both. And that was that was a win for Toronto's defense. And yeah, um, big time. Yeah, it just became really apparent. And I just felt, you know, thinking back on this game six, it just felt like, man, like, um, I felt like a victory for Toronto in the first half when they were playing so poorly and managed to get to halftime only losing by seven points. Yeah, down seven at the half. Yeah. Yeah. And even when they went down by 15 uh, in the third. Yep. And you're like, wow, that's, you know, like, to, to, uh, in a lot of games, that would seem like a really big deficit. But you were just kind of like, man, I, yeah. like they're gonna they're gonna lock things down, and like you just knew that Milwaukee wasn't gonna score more than twenty points in the fourth quarter. Yep. Um, and if they could just like hit some threes and and uh, you know keep things close, like they would be right there. And yeah. of course, that's what happened. I felt the exact and like same by the time thing. they by the time they like tied the game uh, on, I believe it was like that uh, like an Ibaka dunk. Lowry underneath. But as soon as the game was tied. And you heard the crowd erupt. You were like, "Toronto's not losing this game." That's it. Like, there's just yep. there's just no way. They there's absolutely it. no yep. possible way. Yeah, it doesn't matter what happens from here on out. They're not losing this game. Man, um, I felt confident even when, like you said, when when Toronto was down 14, 15 points in the third, two three minutes left in the third. I was like, "Yeah, I'm not even war-. like I I does it just I I can see what's happening here. Like like Toronto is not hitting shots." 
And uh, I mean, Milwaukee's not hitting shots. Toronto's not really getting any lucky breaks, but that's going to change. There's going to be some sort of momentum shift. And sure enough, they just came out like gangbusters. Um, and uh, yeah, I just, I just wasn't surprised at all with that fourth quarter, with that fourth quarter comeback. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, all of a sudden it was like the Raptors had a lead of, of uh, I think uh, one or two points with nine minutes left in the fourth and then Freddie Van Vliet, Ben, I mean, just dude, knocked dude. him down. Dude. Van This guy is just fucking ice cold assassin. Yep. Like, what a fucking badass. And, like, you could see, like, the looks. I love, like, the, the when they would, like, after he would make the shot and the camera would paint his face and he would just kind of like shake his head like yep i'm a bad man Mm -hmm. i'm a bad man like Mm -hmm. what can i say like that's this is what i do like it made me so fucking happy yeah (laughs) i can't even describe it i think Kawhi had the absolutely massive uh dunk on Giannis dunk on Giannis with uh, six minutes left in the fourth middleton goes behind the back and lost it lowry with the steal he has Giannis behind him just to let it And, Which um, I will say, like that play, and rightfully so, will will go down in history and be remembered as like when Kawhi fucking yammed on Giannis. Yeah. Um, but like two minutes later, I Giannis think Giannis had his moments. Giannis too. had yeah. the most insane block yes. on on another Kawhi dunk attempt. Of course, it he blocked it right to uh, Pascal Siakam, who then just like put it in for like an easy layup. But like that block, if like that could have just like stood alone on its own, like in a vacuum, that would have been like one of the greatest blocks of all time. Like it was fucking like incredible and beautiful. You wrote something in your notes about how like sometimes when a guy blocks a shot, it's like demoralizing or it's, you know, disrespectful or it's emphatic. Giannis's blocks are actually aesthetically beautiful. Yeah. Like they are like graceful. Yeah. Like work, like, like gorgeous works Works of of art art. when he, when he blocks a shot. Yeah. And yeah, that block was like among his finest works. And unfortunately it'll be forgotten because if you see the, the still photo of it, it honestly looks like, like something out of like uh, Michelangelo or like, yeah, know, like, like it would be in the Sistine Chapel. Cause you he know came I mean? over, it was like a, a help, right? Like, yeah. uh, like he like, wasn't the primary defender. I think Lopez was there stretched. and he like came yeah. over from the weak side and just like glided over and like reached around. So he wasn't hitting anyone else, but had like the height and the reach to get to the ball without like contacting anyone. Yep. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. He's really good. Um, I think he will continue to improve as a player. Yes. I'm not too worried about him. I'm not I'm worried pretty, about Giannis. I'm not And I'm pretty excited because I think this is the kind of thing that he's going to use as fuel and motivation. And yeah, my God, like he, I mean, he's a terror. Dude, we even talked about, I feel like early in the season, we were saying things like, oh, if, if Giannis can ever develop a three-point shot, if Giannis can ever mm-hmm. develop a three-point shot, look out. Dude, it's it's right here. Like we're here. Like it's I think yeah. come next season, we're gonna see Giannis taking five, six threes a game. You know what I mean? Guess like, what? Guess what? He took five in game six and he hit yeah, two. Yeah. That's forty that's forty yeah. percent, which is like elite level. Yes. I mean, obviously he that's not reliable right. necessarily. Right. Like he wasn't Let's shooting see it over he was, the course of a season. I think a, a, a twenty five or thirty percent shooter in the regular season. But like it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> and when it's and when it arrives good god it's gonna like, be incredible for the league yeah yeah so. yeah he was two he was two of three in game five like you know like he just needs to start taking more and 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 actually making defenses pay for sagging off on him 
and it's game over. Yeah. Um, let's talk then about how the Buck fans should be feeling. Like, like, like you know, let's. I mean, let's talk a little bit about the Bucks and the Raptors in terms of big picture stuff. But let's start with the Bucks. Like. Mm-hmm. How should the Bucks feel about this season and the loss? Like I, I, I was trying to process this myself after the game ended, and I was thinking, like personally, you know, I, as someone that's not even like a Bucks fan, it's just this one was kind of crushing. Like it, 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 yeah. it did feel a bit like they let this one slip away, you know, and and there's no way of getting around it. And Giannis is a great player. And this is like you know when Jordan when Jordan's Bulls lost to the Pistons, it was like damn it, like what, this needs to be fuel on the fire and we need to come back better and hungrier next year and, and, and vanquish these guys. But it felt like something, they let something slip away. They were up to uh, 2-0 in the series. They had a commanding lead. And, you know, it just, they, they let it slip away. And Kawhi came roaring back. And um, like I said, I hope the Bucks come back next season angrier. You know, I hope they come back on a mission. I hope, you know, Giannis thinks about, every single one of those foul shots that he missed. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, Drake. Or, or like ho- hopefully not think about them ever again, because I'm pretty sure that's actually not going to help. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, like his, I would say just, you know, stay in the gym and, and keep sh- shooting and practicing. Yes. Uh, but, but not think. Um, but yeah, it's, it's funny. It's, it's demoralizing in a way that, um, I almost feel like they didn't let one slip away because it's almost like as soon as Toronto made the necessary adjustments to their game plan, you felt the better team won. It was just like, oh, actually, there's no, there's almost no chance. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we're just, you know, it's just you know, recency bias because we just watched them lose four in a row. Which, by the way, it never happened uh, over the course of the entire season. They'd never lost three games in a row. This Bucks team in the uh, eighteen nineteen season. Um, so it was like they seemed so invincible and they seemed so dominant and when they went up 2-0 you were like you know I'm sure if you listen to our previous episode you'll hear us talking about how like oh the Bucks are the better team like you know the whole tone of the conversation was just like the Bucks are are just incredible they're so deep you know they have Giannis and they have all these other guys you have to worry about yada 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 and it seemed like Toronto just didn't really have an answer um, and then all of a sudden this like flip a switch and it was like I don't know. In some ways, I almost feel like it's it's more demoralizing because you it makes you realize how far yeah. away Milwaukee actually Absolutely. is. Yeah. Um, when you're like, oh, actually, we don't have that strong a supporting cast. Yeah. Like, actually, this like brilliant, perfectly yep. fine tuned system that we created, uh, you know, like geared around this one guy, um, is is like really effective until you reach a certain point, and then it's really not effective until at all, not. and that's like. Yeah terrifying because it's like you built everything you built this your whole season your whole team your roster your coaching your your strategy everything was built around this like certain scheme and clearly like milwaukee didn't have another scheme they didn't have the adjustment to toronto's adjustment you know yep they were like well we're just we just have to keep being who we are like i believe um coach bud even said that at at, like in like various post-game press conferences where he was like no we're not going to change we're going to keep doing what we do like that's who we are you know we're going to keep shooting threes we're going to keep um you know i mean they made a few personnel adjustments obviously with like miritich not playing uh in game uh you know past like i think the first or second quarter of game five he was pulled um 
you know, I think uh, Bledsoe's minutes were like reduced and stuff. So he was like tinkering a little bit on the on the margins, but like by and large, they didn't they didn't have an adjustment to make. You know? Yeah, I mean, something I also thought about uh, as kind of this avalanche of a comeback was happening over the course of the series was like. I started thinking like what have we what have we learned about the Raptors and what have we learned about the Bucks in a big picture way and something I feel like I learned about the Bucks was that you know Milwaukee just still seems inexperienced you know right like they 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 seemed like it seemed like they really faltered with their backs against the wall mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and it seemed in the case of Toronto that they didn't like wilt under the pressure you know what I mean like when they had their backs against the wall if anything they were able to rally. They were able to keep calm. Um, yeah. And, yeah. It, and it, 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 I think when you boil it down, I mean, I know this is a very simplistic thing. When you boil it down, you have Kawhi Leonard versus Giannis. And Giannis mm-hmm. is a 24-year-old kid who's doing this for the first time. And Kawhi Leonard is an NBA Finals MVP. You know? Yeah. And Kawhi yeah. is, is, to me, Kawhi has proved himself to be the unquestioned leader, not only of, you know, obviously the Raptors roster, but to me, he's also the unquestioned leader of the Eastern Conference and maybe even the NBA. Uh, yeah, I mean, I saw someone, uh, I wish I remember exactly who, so I could cite them and credit them, but someone uh, on Twitter was like, Kawhi is now in uh, a conversation that he wasn't in before, which is, it's LeBron and Durant and Kawhi. Um, and like, those are the guys that are currently leading, like they are at the top of the league. And like, it's, you know, obviously there's Harden and Giannis like battling for a regular season MVP. Um, but but when the fucking rubber hits the road, there's, there are certain guys that have done it, um, and proven it and no one else really has. And the only three guys currently in the NBA that have are, and Kawhi is not one of them. Like whatever happens in these finals, Honestly, it doesn't matter. Like, the dude, like, that was one of the greatest, you know, I mean, so far, one of the greatest playoff performances we've ever seen. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm so impressed with his poise. I can't, I yeah. can't, I can't say that enough. And it, and it's he's not, the Terminator. It's and not just it's, about this series. It's really about the entire playoff run. I mean, it's, it's the shot that went in against the 76ers. Right. Um, you know. Yeah, of course they wouldn't be here without him. Right. Like obviously, but like quite literally. Yeah, it's putting the team on his back. It was playing 52 minutes the other night for a career high. Um, yeah, on like two, like one possibly two injured legs that turned right. out to like actually not be that big a deal and he was just like no i'm not gonna feel pain like because i'm a robot and it's no big deal and i'm just gonna put up uh fucking uh what did he have uh 27 points and 17 rebounds with seven assists and two blocks and two steals um and yeah just like you know hit like seemingly every clutch free throw um and just kind of be yeah just do what I do. Yeah, I mean, I feel like again, what I what I learned about the what I learned about the Bucks and what I learned about the Raptors is like the Raptors really adopted the Raptors sort of adopted Kawhi's uh, ease and calm and his mm-hmm. like his poise and his maturity and they just like they they almost like fake it till you make it a little bit with the rest of the mm-hmm. roster and with the Bucks they're just they're doing this all for the first time. And, um, you know, I think there's a lot of promise there. I think that the roster needs some adjust, uh, some adjust, adjustments. I think Kawhi, I mean, I think um, Giannis needs more help. Well, uh, so here's the question. Yep. Do you think that or do you think, because I'm almost worried that they are going to, you know, like Brooke Lopez is an unrestricted free agent, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Is that right? Yeah. Um, 
Uh, I know Bledsoe they just gave the big extension too, so he's going to be, be back. Um, but I almost feel like if I were them, I would do my best to just keep the sure. almost the exact same roster intact and just run it back and just, you know, um, just kind of a bank on, on experience and, and development and growth. Um, yeah. Because they are really fucking close. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I, think I don't the, the see... roster has to get better, but maybe the roster doesn't have to change. Maybe the people on the roster just need to grow. You know, like yeah, I don't I, know. I, I don't know. Maybe the solution is like maybe Giannis being a eighty uh, percent foul shot shooter in in the playoffs is yeah, you know, wins them a game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe yeah. his, maybe Giannis with a, a more confident three point shot like wins them a game. Um, and, you know, maybe they add role players here and there. Maybe Middleton has a better playoff series in the conference finals. Maybe Bledsoe, you know, maybe Bledsoe performs better next year. Yeah, I mean, maybe Pat Connaughton develops into the superstar that we that all we know all he's going to become. destined to become, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, really just a, a fait accompli at this point. It's just a matter of time. Um, it's, it's, it's tough to say. I don't see how they could, you know, I don't, I don't know what they're going to try to do, if they're going to try to do anything in, in free agency. Um, but... It seems to me like continuity would actually really help this team a yeah, lot. Yeah, I also you know? feel like, you know, a guy like Miritich didn't stop. Miritich stopped playing after the second yeah. quarter of game his five. Yeah, his disappearance was also just, yeah. I'm sure we'll get more information on this as the week, you know, goes by here. But, like, I don't know if was he injured? Was there an issue? Was there something disciplinary? It just didn't make sense to me. I mean, like, he was I think a, he was just ice cold from, from three. Okay. And when that guy's not knocking down threes, like, there's, there's nothing else nothing that he really offers. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he was a key acquisition for them, and yeah. um, you know, just to just to lose him during a pivotal moment in the series, you know, it's kind of crazy. So yeah, yeah, I don't know, man, I don't know. Um, should we talk about Drake real quick? Yeah. Sure, uh, obviously we have to. Sure. Um, where to begin with this guy? So he shows up uh, for Game Six wearing a sweatshirt that says Kawhi Mia River on the back. Um, what does that What does that mean? I mean, I know it's a pun, but sure. are, I think is he what saying he's getting at? I think he's is, saying, yeah. Hey, is that bu- like hey, a message to the haters? Like, hey, Bucks they, like, fans, hey haters, Kawhi River, I'm here, mm. I'm doing my thing. You know, get right. off my back. He's responding to the haters, the haters. and the, and the people who are criticizing his behavior. Yes, you think? Yes, yeah. I think that's the idea. So it was it was less about the Toronto Raptors and the team that he's rooting for, and really more about him personally. Yes that sweatshirt where do we see him taking this now in in the finals obviously in the next episode that we'll put out later in the week we'll have a a a greater discussion here about yeah i think i think our our drake versus dork uh finals preview has to be saved for the next episode okay i haven't even been able to wrap my mount my mind around that honestly at this point i'm still kind of processing what happened (laughs) in this past series yes um but suffice to say, I think we can all agree, Dork has, if not won the war, he's won the battle. Oh, yes. Would we, do we agree? Yeah, I would. I mean, he got. I mean, he got the team to the NBA Finals. That's huge. Um, and you know, Drake. Drake is breathing down his neck. He wants that job. He wants. He wants to be the man in charge of this organization. But it is still the Dork team. Tell me if you disagree. But I. I discerned a distinct um, um, alteration in in the kind of 
behavior and disposition of Drake from game five to game six. Was it in game five or was it game four when he gave Dork the shoulder massage? I believe that was in game... I think that was game That was game four because it was in Toronto, of course. Yes. Um, I think, yeah, that was the, the overtime game, it was, right? the, it was the previous... Not in overtime. That was game three. Oh, that was game three. But game four... Um, right, right. W- w- right, was, was still in Toronto. The shoulder rub. Uh, yeah. yeah, Drake gave the shoulder rub and then, of course, game five was in Milwaukee so Drake... Because Drake doesn't travel with the team he doesn't go to away games is that right i think that might change now that we're in the nba finals i would be surprised right. if, if i mean f- like fucking hopes that like if you're a real fan like spike lee is showing up in every crappy podunk town in the nba um for you know uh, uh, nick's away games i don't see how drake could like claim any sort of real fandom if he's not um you know if he's not doing the same thing but anyway uh yeah so game four was the shoulder rub and then game six like he really was very subdued. I, yes. I feel like I think that I think the door kind of sent him some sort of message, yes. um, whether that was a physical threat or more <laughs> of just an emotional, uh, mental, you know, head game that that the dork engaged in there. But no matter what it was, um, it, it was there was a chilling effect. I, let's just say I love the uh, the clip that you sent me from the Drake uh, the Drake pep rally. <laughs> <laughs> at, at everybody's Park. with everybody's within the rules yeah, so good look around, look around you look at this we created this this didn't exist before we were here look around at the square i promise you right now we did this doesn't matter what anybody says they can say it's disrespectful they can say it's this and that, and that. everybody's within everybody's within the rules um, the most the most fucking like badass uh like motivational <laughs> like like thing you can say after yeah. a, a major sports victory totally is Everybody's within Everybody's the rules. Everybody's within the rules. For game five, uh, which was in Milwaukee, uh, Tor- the, Toronto had a like a pep rally at Jurassic Park. Drake, <laughs> Drake had this like magnificent stage built. Uh, it was so awkward. The whole thing. I just I find him so awkward. He's very strange. Very <laughs> fucking just be real. Weird. He's like very weird. So he had yeah. like a stage, like a concert stage, and he was walking around with a microphone. Uh, like as though he was gonna like you know spit some rhymes or something, but like it, there was n- nothing ever happened in that regard. There were just some like TV screens and everyone was watching the game, so it it became just like a glorified like pep rally with like smoke machines and lights. Right. Um, there was definitely a lot of strobe happening. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. Yes. And then afterwards, he uh, he managed to find a camera and a microphone from the local news from a local for a local news station and said, yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, we we're within the rules, so yeah. everyone's within the rules. So uh, yeah, that nothing gets gets a gets a fan base fired fired up like like words like that. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, he's very um, troubling. I don't know other what other way to describe it than that. Um, and uh, I mean, frankly, uh, that's what you get when you go against the dork. Um, you challenge the you're, dork. You're, you're you not gonna, you're dork. not going to. It's, it's not going to. You're not going to come away from that looking no. real good. No, uh, absolutely. No not. one ever has. No one ever will. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Nick Nurse forever. This dude, I mean, you know, he just has that quiet menace where you're like, he doesn't have to do anything to to prove it, or or you know, he doesn't have to show anything. You just know, like, that guy's the fucking Godfather. You know, I'm gonna tease something here right before we end the pod, but uh, Ben, let's just say this is for the listening audience. I have oh something boy. very special, a very Nick Nurse themed special podcast planned for this summer and really yeah let's just say it's it's you're teasing a, a, a i'm this is teasing a, a, a dork themed pod 
This, this is summer. a promo for a summer release. This is a summer. This is a summer dork. We're going to be doing a summer <laughs> dork. Um, it'll be it'll be Nick focused. It'll be nurse focused. Very heavy on the nurse. And uh, look for that in your pod feed sometime. In, you know, early August. Um, it'll it'll be a good one. But uh, Ben, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap things up here. Uh, the NBA finals kick off this thursday we will be in toronto we are here exciting we have the warriors we have the toronto raptors we have finally made it um bc thanks for taking a few minutes to hop on the line and we will talk to you uh later in the week of course as always chris my pleasure all right thanks man all right, that was the conversation with Ben. My name's Chris Wendelkin. This is On The Line. You can tweet at me at onthelime underscore pod. Find me on Instagram. Check out previous episodes on our website, onthelinepodcast.com. Rate, review, subscribe to the show on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. Have a great week. Enjoy watching the NBA Finals, and I'll talk to you guys in a little bit. Peace.